Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Locker Room Talk Uncut. Drew Garrison, Chad Penrod, back in the locker room. He is fresh off of quarantine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're back in here in person. Um, maybe he's giving me the shit. Maybe he's not. I don't know. Um, but uh, no more Zoom this week. The audio is going to sound a little bit better. Uh, the chemistry is going to be a little bit better. So we're ready. Yeah. Uh, We're going to talk about the Browns' loss to the Chiefs in the playoffs. Uh, We're going to get into the AFC and NFC championship previews. Uh, We've got uh, our off-season wish list for the Bengals and the Browns. Uh, We're going to talk about how you can get a free T-shirt. Today is our 50th episode. It's crazy, man. Um, And uh, we're just a little bit past our our one-year anniversary, if you'll call it. So stay tuned to this whole episode. Somewhere we're going to give you a keyword. The first person to message that keyword to chat or myself or any of our uh, podcast social media pages will get a free shirt uh, with our logo on it. Um, so we're going to get this thing rolling. We also got the uh, the, the McGregor Poirier fight coming up this weekend. That should be a big one. So, yeah, I uh, can't wait. Got some stuff to unpack here. Let's yeah. let's start off with with uh, you know the, the the tough weekend that you had here. The the yeah. Browns taking the loss to Kansas City. Uh, your your takeaways from that game. Uh, your takeaways from the Brown season and. Everything related to that. Uh, well, I said in here, la- well, not in here, but on the episode last week that uh, the pressure was on Kansas City, in my opinion, because I felt like the Browns was just uh, playing with house money. You know, you get into the playoffs, you send the Steelers home. I mean, what what much more can you ask for? Uh, I- I'm not disappointed. I'm not mad. I was heartbroken at the time. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, it, it's still doesn't seem right that I'm not going to be able to watch them, you know, play this weekend. But, you know, uh, a spectacular season, man. You know, this is the first year. You know, this is a first-year head coach. This is uh, the first year with the new GM. Um, and you come in, you win, a, you win 12 games total, you know, including the playoffs. You get into the playoffs. You send your arch enemy, the Pittsburgh Steelers, home. Uh, you know, at their place, and you give Kansas City all that they can handle. Um, you know, I, I, I wasn't one of the ones that was, I'm not a Brown, most real Browns fans didn't really think we were going to win a Super Bowl this year. You know, our defense just wasn't good enough. You know, we, like I said, this is the first year with a new system. This is, you know, this is Baker learning his fourth or fifth system. Um, you know, so, but with that being said, uh, you know, we, we have our coach going forward. We have our quarterback going forward. We have our core going forward. Um, I, you know, like I said, a little heartbroken about it, but not 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 too upset about it because, uh, you know, they 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 finished about where I thought they could finish at their highest level. Well, and I mean, you're coming off a six and ten year with with the Freddie bathroom situation, and then yeah. you know the years before that, you're talking you know zero and sixteen, mm-hmm. one and fifteen, so three years removed from that that era yeah. or, or whatever you call it. I mean, you're in the playoffs, you advance to the second round. I mean, of course you're heartbroken when your team loses in the playoffs. That's just natural. But right. yeah, I mean, it's 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 a successful season to look back for or back on for the Cleveland Browns because, let's face it, when was the last time you saw a season that good? Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, mean, that's that's the first one, um, the first big one, and you know, that I can – I mean, you had you had the the playoff loss to Pittsburgh and uh, was it oh, 
with oh four with uh, you know you Kelly Holcomb or whatever. Uh, but yeah, you know. but yeah, but that was probably the best season since. But we're talking eighteen years. You yeah. get a playoff. Oh, yeah. It's easily the best season. Um, you know, my for, adulthood by far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean how old were you? Eighteen years. Yeah, ago? yeah. I mean, so um, yeah. This is this, I can I cannot complain at all with this season, man. Like I like I said, any realist is going to tell you that you didn't expect the Browns to to go all the way. Um, you know, they they played way better than I thought they were going to this season. They I thought that they could make the playoffs as long as the coaching was right. Um, and coming out of this year, we got the coach of the year. I mean, there, there's just no doubt that he's going to win coach of the year. Um, and not only that, you you get Baker Mayfield back to where he was his rookie season. You know, you I can't wait for next year. The, the worst part about losing is the wait till next year because I've been waiting for like a month. I don't yeah, give a shit. Well, when your team when your team's bad, <laughs> well, 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 when for instance, when your team's bad. Like there for those eighteen years, dude. I I just was looking so forward to the draft and the fact that you could start O and O. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's January twentieth. You know what I'm Usually saying? Usually have the whole plan mapped out. <laughs> yeah, you know. So you're looking, you're looking real deep. You're looking at all these mock drafts. Uh, you're looking at the quarterbacks coming out. You're looking at which coaches could could be picked up. Uh, and that's not the case this year. You know, you you. Like I said, you go head to head with the, the the defending Super Bowl champs with a great chance to repeat, and uh, you know you're building off of a playoff team. Um, like I said, you're not looking for those big pieces. You know what you need to work on, and that's the defense. Um, you have all your entire offensive line coming back. There's just a lot of positives finally heading into next year. To where next year it's like okay, now it's like if you lose in the divisional round, then it's not enough. You know, so right, now right. your expectation, my expectations next year is a lot bigger. And because I remember we jumped on uh, Call of Duty there on Sunday night, and you, and you and our buddy of ours was like, you know, you're not as mad as I thought you would be. Yeah, you were like cracking jokes and shit. You were in surprisingly a good mood. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it, I didn't expect us to get that far. You know, I, I just didn't. And, uh, you know, you know for, through a bad year of, you know, 2020, fucking the Browns was one of the bright spots. And, you know, to got to 11 times, you know, in the season, got to brighten up the weekend, you know, and, and take your mind away from the dumb shit. And so, like I said, man, I'm thankful. I'm, th- I'm thankful that they made it that far. Uh, not mad at all. Um, well, I'm, what I'm anxious for is next season because Baker Mayfield, uh, <laughs> he don't have to learn a new system. For the first time <laughs> in his career, For the right? first time in his NFL like, career. Literally. He's, he's going to know the system going forward. They're just going to build around him. The, the offense, I mean, like I said, the entire offensive line, the number one offensive line in the, uh, in run and pass, the entire line's back. Um, you know, your 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 wide all your wide receivers are back, including Odell Beckham Jr. Whatever happens there, I don't know. Trade him. Um, yeah, I Trade mean, him. either way, I, either way, I'm okay with it. Um, and we'll get into that. I'll get into that here, you know, in a few minutes, but. Uh, uh, you know, so you you know you got to you got to work out a deal with Higgins. You got Jarvis coming back. You got the tight ends. Maybe you work out something with Njoku, but your core is back. Chubb's back. Hunt's back. Um, and like I said, you get Baker knowing the system going in, and it's only going to get better from there. Um, so let me ask you a question before I before I mumble too much here. What is your take from the outsider perspective on Baker Mayfield? Well, as 
people will, will will know I've never been a big Baker hater. I've said that in here several times. I've I've even come to his defense on the Facebook Twitter arguments sometimes, and people say I'm a closet Browns fan. I don't think that's the case. I just never really thought that he was the whole problem there. Um, I mean, I was pretty down on him last season, um, and I think rightfully so. But coming into this year, you know, we said – for months leading up, we we started this show in January last year, so all we really had to talk about was playoffs, and the Bengals and the Browns were out, and then we talked about you know what what we thought was coming for our teams, and we said that we expected a big year for Baker. I think we were in agreement with that. We knew the run was going to set him up for his play action where he excels. Um, and at the beginning of the season, it was kind of it was kind of a disappointment, but you know Odell goes down, maybe he gets a little more comfortable in the offense, whatever. I just his second half of the season, I can't really hate on it. I mean. People really like to, um, and and I said in a comment the other day after the game, I said, you know, I'm not a Baker hater. I save all of my hate for overrated-ass Lamar. Um, so that's where my hate – him and Ben get my smoke in the division. Um, but from an outsider, I mean, he took your team to somewhere they hadn't been in 18 years and accomplished something they hadn't accomplished in, what, 26, I think, something like that, right yeah, around there? Yeah. Um, and, you know, and he did it in Pittsburgh, and that always counts for a little bit more for a team in the AFC North. Um, so, I mean, he's earned his fifth-year option to be picked up. I'm sure he's earned a, a, a sizable contract extension that's going to come from that. Um, uh, probably both. I mean, I don't know how it works. Can they pick up the option or can they just do an extension? I don't know. I think they have yeah. to pick up the option then extend, whatever. He's going to get it done. Right. Um, and and, and he's, he's earned the right to do that because the Browns aren't in a position to where they could get anybody better unless they decided to go crazy and, like, trade for Deshaun Watson or some shit, which maybe we can talk about him later too, but I don't see that happening. So he has done exactly what he needed to do to, to, to earn his, his extension, his fifth-year option, all that good shit. And I, I am in the camp of trade Odell now so he doesn't fuck up the chemistry because I really think that there's something there. Um, I could also be told or, or, or I could also understand the logic of bringing Odell back, um, maybe showing that he's healthy, having playing some games, moving before the deadline, something like that. I could see that train of thought also to maybe try to boost the stock. Um, but, but outsider looking in, man, Baker did what he was supposed to do. Um, he he had the season I think that we predicted. It just took him a little bit longer to maybe get it going, but he got it going when it mattered. Yeah. Um. So I mean, props to him. Um. You know, and that was my season of you know being complimented to the Browns. Now they're good. They're a threat to us. So fuck them. You know. <laughs> uh, thirty. <laughs> That's what it 30, is. Thirty touchdown passes. Only nine interceptions. Uh, it was twenty last year. Um. Over, he threw twenty picks last year. Yes. Oh shit. Um. Over four thousand yards. Um. 11 win season uh you win a playoff game uh, so those are those right there i mean those right there those are top 10 quarterback numbers well, on, and with that being said on a run first team and people get on the fucking internet all of a sudden man and it's just first of all i've just realized here lately like you can't have a you can't make a statement on the internet without being a fucking argument from somewhere mm-hmm. but but whatever but it seems like if you're not Patrick Mahomes, if you're not Aaron Rodgers, and if you're not Tom Brady, then you just suck, and nobody yeah. sh- nobody should ever get a contract extension. Right, like right. <laughs> it just seems like like you can just go fucking scoop up a top ten quarterback. Yeah, like you can just go pick up a Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so it's like the 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 feel that I get for all these quarterbacks is like, well, if they're not as good as Mahomes or Brady or Rodgers, then then you know move on. It's like, well, dude, there's 32 teams in the league. Yeah. 
three have top tier quarterbacks. Yeah, like yeah. maybe and, and those guys are in a class of their own. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Right. The gap between Mahomes and the next best quarterback is pretty sizable. But he has he has earned a fifth year option. He's earned an extension. He t- he he's a top ten quarterback you, right now. You you take a look at the team that he's at. Like I think that that has to matter. Like look at Cleveland before him. <laughs> like, well, and, and and another thing, and this isn't to show to throw shade at your Bengals. Oh fuck! But, but let's just let's let's put it in perspective. For most of our listeners are from the Ohio area, so you didn't know what to do f- for a long time with Andy Dalton because he was never. He was never to say good enough, but he was never bad enough. He was a top 15 quarterback right there in the middle, right there at 13, 14, 15, 16, you know, somewhere right there, no matter where you put him. But you were like, okay, but he's not bad enough. It could be worse. I could have a 25th ranked quarterback or, you know, 26. But so we got to keep him because we don't have nobody that can play as good as him because you just can't draft these guys and they're just, they're just good like that. It's like you said, not everyone's a Patrick Mahomes or an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady. It don't work like that. Yeah. Um, But the question, what it comes back to me is this. And I used to ask myself this and Baker and and Andy Dalton because we compared them here. I did. I was. I was about I, two months ago. Yeah, we said they were the same guy before the Odell injury. Um, the one thing the, or, or the things that you didn't see from Dalton that you see with Baker was, and you, and Cincinnati fans were all over this too when he when when he was a Bengal. He, he there was something when the lights came on when it turned nighttime. Andy Dalton couldn't play. Yeah. He you know he he couldn't show up. He on did the, in on, Dallas on this the year. the big games. Yeah. Um. You know, and in in the playoff games, he you know he choked the majority of those away. You know, the one game that they about won that they should have won. I know it still haunts you guys. AJ McCarron was the quarterback. I'm not saying that they wouldn't have won without Andy. I'm you know I'm just I'm just saying the closest one to winning and Andy wasn't the quarterback at the time. Um, Andy so, does get a pass for the Indianapolis game. Well, yeah, now receivers receiver, or whatever. But yeah. but we can move on. Yeah, but but so for what I'm saying is if we're saying. Andy Dalton, we couldn't just replace Andy Dalton. You can't just replace Baker's a top ten quarterback from from the stats at the end of the year. Well, I and mean, he won a playoff game. So the question I always ask myself, getting back to that point, was can this quarterback could this team win a Super Bowl with this quarterback? And right now, out coming out of his best season, I say yes. He don't have to learn a new system. I say the Browns can definitely win a Super Bowl with Baker Mayfield. Well, and the thing, like with the Dalton comparison that we made, Dalton was always what he was, but he never he and, and when those takes were coming out and that was the opinion of him, he never did anything to change it. He never upped his game to change it. Maybe the 2015 year before he broke his thumb, yeah. and he was he was that was the best year of his, his career. Mm-hmm. Outside yeah. of that, he never really did anything. But but what you saw was Baker do, he elevated himself from where he was two months ago when we were saying, eh, maybe this guy's just Andy Dalton. And he he elevated himself, and getting the playoff win is, is the biggest thing. I think that if he would have gone, you know, had had the regular season that he had, but he took you to Pittsburgh, he laid a fucking egg. It was a primetime game. It was a playoff game. Maybe are we still saying, you know, the pressure's too big for him, the lights are on, whatever the case is. But he didn't. He won. And, and well, you can say Pittsburgh spotted him turnovers and this and that and the other. It doesn't fucking matter. He won the game. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Going back to the Pittsburgh game, when you have over a hundred quarterback rating, you have three touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah. And anything Pittsburgh's throwing at you, 
you you have no answer. You have every answer for. Tomlin came out and said we were shocked by how fast Mayfield got the ball out. Yeah. So he, he you know, like I said, three touchdowns, no interceptions. The lights were on. It was the Sunday night football game, and Baker balled out. Baker just played great against the Chiefs. It is not Baker's fault that they lost lost to the Chiefs. It's not Baker's that fault. That was the that was um, the Baker haters were really like they were quiet for a while, and then that happened. They were back, and I I got into it with somebody I can't even remember on Facebook. I was like, dude, that wasn't that wasn't Baker's fault. Wasn't Baker's fault. It was Joe Woods' ba- fault. Baker made Baker made an awful throw trying to make a play down ten across his body. You're gonna get those. With yeah, him, but that that's, that's gonna happen when you're trying when you're down. And you're trying to make a play. Um, also, to put it in perspective, outside of Aaron Rodgers, just last week in the divisional round. Baker Mayfield had the best quarterback rating. He's either quarterback rating. I think, yeah, quarterback rating of all quarterbacks not named Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, and I kind of want to talk about that that game a little bit. The Browns lose by five, 17 to 22. Um, a lot of controversy there to end the first half. Um, and, you know, I've been I've been asked by a lot of people um, my take on that, what I what I felt like. Um, first off, let, let me just let me just start by this. The fumble out of the end zone is a fucking joke. Uh, that rule. That rule that is rule a complete. Sucks. It's the. It's like in college, the helmet to helmet rule. When you get 15, 15 yard penalty and you got to miss a half of football. Yeah. Like sometimes you can't help it. So, but but on the touchback rule, real quick, if another team doesn't recover the ball, why should they get the ball? That's kind of what I was thinking. Like they didn't even like they, they didn't, didn't even, even touch they, it. They didn't recover it. Like you could at least move the Browns. I mean, if you need to move, move the Browns back to the twenty, move them back to the ten, move them to the five, move them to where the ball went out of bounds. I, I mean, I don't know, but that's a rule that has to be changed. Just like what happens if you go helmet to helmet. Now, don't get me wrong, helmet to helmet, and I'm not just saying this from a Browns fan because it's you know it can be dangerous. So if you want to protect players' helmets or players' heads, then you got to keep the rule. But in college, the ejection and the 15-yard penalty, that's just stupid. So let's talk about the helmet-to-helmet, the, 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 the blatantly missed call on Rashard Higgins. Dude, Sorensen didn't even put his arms out to like it, make a tackle. It was straight head. It was, it was straight head. Now, I'm not going to sit here and, and badmouth the fumble when it went out of bounds because the rule is the rule. What I'm saying is it's a stupid rule. Yeah, I agree. Okay? But it is the rule. It, yeah. it, it's the rule. I can't argue about it. But when you have a ref standing right there, and he goes helmet <laughs> to helmet, and you so you got the stupid fumble rule, and then you got a clear helmet to helmet. That's six points. The Browns lose by five. Of course, it's going to be talked about. Now, there's sure. other things you can say too. Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes got. I don't know what dude. I, he didn't even hit his head. It wasn't a dirty play. There's there was like Mahomes' family was saying it was like a dirty hit. On Twitter, and I was like, "What the? F- what, what did I miss?" There wasn't he, even like any it, forcible it, it, contact. His head didn't even hit the ground. Well, it wasn't a dirty play. I, I don't even think Mac Wilson made any like forcible contact with his head. I just think he was trying to make the tackle, and as they went down, he, like his arms were up there, and it came with his head. But I don't think it was it was ill intent. No, by so, any means. Yeah. So, so another you know, Chiefs fans could be like, you know, well, what happens if Pat don't get hurt? Understandably so. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. So. You, do they win by more? There's a good chance when Pat Mahomes goes down, you know, but that didn't happen. Yeah, I'm not shitting on you guys at all, but I think Pat Mahomes plays, they probably do lose by more, but that's not how the way, that's not the way yeah, the game played out. It, yeah, but especially with our defense. They they couldn't I mean, they did stop him a few times, you know, there was you know, the first couple drives he you know, that he we couldn't get him off the field, but uh yeah, so of course it's going to be talked about when a 6-point 
play and you only lose by five, and you and you say, well, that could have won it. Um, but I don't know the the thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. What were you gonna say? My thing is the f- the fumble got reviewed, right? So they they review yeah, any fumble, fumble, any change yeah. of possession. Why isn't the the helmet to helmet a reviewable thing? Maybe not something where the, the the coach can throw a challenge flag, but in a situation like that, it happens on a turnover. All turnovers are going to be reviewed anyway. Yeah. Why can't that be reviewed? Because it was pretty clear to see that it was like, and I'm not saying Sorensen was being dirty or no, anything I, like that. I'm not accusing the Chiefs or him pl- of being. He's trying dirty. to keep him out of the end zone. I'm it, not. I don't think he's trying to be dirty either. It's a bang bang play, but at the end of the day. It should have been a flag, right? I mean, so if why is that not reviewable when you're watching the play? In they're watching Higgins, they're watching Sorensen hit him, they're watching the ball come out, they're watching where the ball goes out of bounds, they're watching all this shit. Why couldn't they have been like, oh, we should have thrown a flag on that player safety? All the shit that they yeah, talk about, yeah. you know, maybe maybe that's a thing where okay, a coach can't challenge it because it's going to slow the game down, blah blah blah. But if it's on a play that you're already reviewing, maybe take a look at it, and then at that point. Yeah, if you're already reviewing it, yeah, I mean, I don't, it would have been a spot foul. He was at the one, but it would have been first and, and, and goal and at the and one. Helmet to helmet happens all the time, so I get that part of it. But a play, I mean, dude, you're talking a, four, a ten point swing there. Yeah, absolutely. They go down and they go get a field goal. So, I mean, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still think they score. They got Pat Mahomes. They go right down the field. Um, but it it just it's good. It, you know, it's it's a good debate. It's good controversy because the Browns only lost by five. If the Browns lose by 14, 15 points, that play don't fucking matter. Yeah, it's because, not talked you know, about as much. You know, so, uh, you know, the one thing I do want to say about the Chiefs is this, and I don't and I don't want to sound like I'm knocking Pat Mahomes at all because, first off, I think this guy could end up being the um, the best quarterback we've ever seen. Uh, I mean, I, he does shit that nobody can, ever, nobody can do. But I, I, I've come to that re- realization on Saturday or on Sunday, like, Andy Reid doesn't get enough fucking. Oh, for sure, dude. This dude, for the sure. balls on him, and I'm not just talking about the fourth, the the fourth down play that you fucking roll out on fourth and inches and, and make a pass. I mean, don't get me wrong, that's ballsy. That was shit. huge balls. But dude, the the play designs. I mean, you got all this speed all over the field, and he uses it perfectly. I mean, you got McCole Hardman going one way and Tyreek Hill going the other, and Le'Veon up the middle, and Pat Mahomes rolling out. You're like, where the fuck is the ball? Yeah, you know so. He had his system, you know his his play calling, uh, you know his the way he wants his personnel is is just second to none, and I think we got to start almost talking about Andy Reid as one of the best coaches ever. Um, he gets I, another you know, ring. Yeah, you know, obviously, I don't think he's Belichick just because he's got Belichick has so many rings. Um, but this that that dude can coach, man. That I just want what I and what brings me back to Pat Mahomes. I just wonder without Andy Reid. Is Pat Mahomes? Pat Mahomes, right now, is all I'm saying. Well, I, I I talk about this a lot because it hurts my heart. Uh, the Bengals took John Ross at pick nine in that draft, and at pick ten, Patrick Mahomes went to Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes has God given ability and talent that is out of this world. Mm-hmm. But I have a hard time believing that he lands in Cincinnati with Marvin Lewis and fucking who was the OC at that time? Gruden had left. That that well, that might have been Hugh Jackson. Yeah. Uh, anyway, anybody on the – he lands with Marvin Lewis and whoever was the offensive coordinator there. I don't think we're talking about the same Pat Mahomes right no. now. No. We might say that he's good. Yeah. But not the Pat Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, Andy I, Reid I has think, a lot – they're a perfect marriage. Yeah, I think we were, we would be sitting here talking about, you know, if Pat Mahomes was on the Bengals and they selected him. We would be talking about all this ability he has, but he doesn't have 
you know, maybe the playmakers around him or something. Just because it'd still be fun though. I wish it would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just it just a- Andy Reid is is a, is a top coach, man, and fucking huge credit t- to him. I mean, going he had to go with uh, Chad Henney, you know, for the 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 fourth quarter. When you got to close it out, you, you know, call so, a Michigan man. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, like I said, man, I, I can't be mad about the Browns win. I'm, I'm looking or the Browns loss. I'm looking forward to the, to, you know, to the off season and, and the draft. The drafts in Cleveland this year. It'd be fun to go to if this shit's over. Oh um, yeah, it is in Cleveland. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> but that you know that's all. That's all really all I got on you know the game and and what happened. Yeah, I mean they they played them well. I do think Mahomes stays in. They they probably win by double digits. Um, but mm. at the end of the day, I think the the. All you can ask, and maybe I'm speaking from my perspective and the perspective of, of you and, and the Browns fans I know for the last you know, 18 years or whatever, we just want these teams to make us believe. <laughs> oh, and the you know what I mean? That. And the they made you that. believe. So that yeah. that's all, like, with with the, the misery and the pain that we've gone through as football fans supporting the teams that we do, it's like, man, they spent the entire season making you believe. <laughs> so, like, the it, I didn't get that. What I what I want to say too on the Chiefs, if you're looking at, first off, I was in here last week and I and I told everyone, anybody who listened, to this, I told you that the Chiefs had a very underrated defense. But let me talk about the the player of the game, who just fucking just blew my mind, dude. The Honey Badger, yeah, dude, he played Tyron Matthew. Holy mind. fuck, the Chiefs don't win that. The Chiefs probably don't win that game without him. That dude is insane. That shows you what a safety can do. He's um, been like forgotten it, about too. Yeah, he has. And I want to say this too, because we got on the issue: is Jesse Bates the best safety in the game? But Jesse Bates has never performed like that. Now Jesse Bates is a top three safety, fucking hands down top three. But have you ever seen a safety? I mean, dude, he was the biggest difference yeah, in I that think, game. And, and I guess that's kind of hard because. You know, a lot of safeties get used different. He was used up in the box a little bit more. Box, dude. He um, there when that uh, Braylon but, went down. He was at corner. He but, was doing everything. But that could be what sets you apart as a better safety because you can go to more spots. Now, could Jesse Bates do it? Maybe he doesn't. But but yeah, Matthew. Um, he he he's kind of been forgotten about. And Man. I, to be honest with you, I don't know how his season overall was. Um, I I didn't watch a ton of Chiefs games. Um, very closely. Um, he plays like that. Holy hell! But, I want one. Yeah, but if. Hopefully that's what Grant Delpit that's is. That's what I was getting ready to say. Maybe you get one with Grant Delpit next that's year. LSU boy too. <laughs> I was high on I was high on him. Um, but yeah, man, he. I think you you had said it on Twitter. Game ball um, for that game goes to goes to the Honey Badgers. Fuck so. yeah, dude. He he was the biggest difference. And uh, and last thing I want to uh, I want to touch here that you hit on is the Odell Odell Beckham situation. Um, it it does appear like he's been in touch with Andrew Barry. Um, it does appear like the Browns are going to keep him. Um, you know, so, and, and I've been, I've came in here and I said, well, you have to trade Odell Beckham. Um, and you know, after the season, you kind of sit back and you, and you kind of think on it. And I was talking to Austin, who everyone knows is another Browns fan. And, and here's what we came up with. Here's what we think. If you plan on keep, if you want to trade Odell, that's fine. You know, you could use the money, put it wherever, you know, towards the defense. (laughs) Um, but if you plan on keeping Odell Beckham, you cannot go in here to week two, week three, and you got Baker of the first seven games where he's 
eyeing down Odell only, and forcing you know it's it Odell him. forcing it to him, not going through his proget- his progressions. If you want to bring Odell Beckham back, because you think as a as a front office, you think that this is a new system. You know, it took Baker time. Now he knows the system. Now he knows he needs to start at A and go all the way to D or one all the way to five or however you want to look at it. And you feel like that's best for the team. That's fine. That's fine. But if this if 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 you start seeing Baker of the first seven weeks, you've got to nip this in the butt quick. And trade him for whatever you can get. And what at that <laughs> point, whatever you can get. Um because you know, you could say and I'll tell you what I believe. You know, you could say it was it was Baker learning the system because you know they didn't have a preseason. They, that Bengals game was week seven. It just it wasn't going good. But my <clears throat> my reply to that would be, what well, it was the second half of that game when Odell went out. Baker, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, you just can make, dice you, the Bengals up. You can make both arguments for you sure. You know, so there's that. That's what I think. If you want to keep Odell, fine. But you got to nip it in the butt quick if that is the problem. If uh, well, that front office if, has earned your trust. Enough, fuck yeah, you know Hell to, yeah. to make that call. Hell yeah. I personally say trade him. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, but. no, no, no. I, I, I'm, I, I see both sides. Yeah, and I trust them. So whatever, you know, whatever they, whatever they want to do. And and you make Minnesota comparisons, obviously, because that's where Stefanski came from. And and Odell has the ability to be your Stephon Diggs, and mm-hmm. then Jarvis Landry yeah. is your Adam Thielen. You know that is there. Um, I personally, I just feel like they have seen Baker without him in the beginning of his career. Um, and I'm sure Stefanski has probably gone back and looked back at that or took notice of that. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, um, a lot of, you know, angles to look at it from, but I personally would, would say move on from him. If it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, it's working now, but at the same time they could bring him back and, Maybe, you know, before the trade deadline, he's balling and, and he's another element to the offense and things are great and cool, it worked out. Or B, you let him get back on the field, it doesn't work out, but you show that he's healthy enough to be out there, then you send him to somebody and maybe you don't hold out for this crazy, you know, top-tier offer because I'm not so sure he's worth that now, especially if he's putting up a shitty start to the year. Right. But if you can get a fucking second, third rounder out of him and save the chemistry and the direction that your team's going, it's going to be worth it in the end. So Yeah, what like I said, whatever they want to do. Um The only bad there, there's there's three outcomes in that scenario. Only one of them is bad. You know, one is obviously you trade him, get something for him. Second is you play him. If he doesn't work out, then you trade him. The bad one is he plays like shit and you keep him and it's a problem all year. Right. And then is Odell taking his cleats off too early? Is he yelling at Kevin Stefanski yeah, exactly. right now? Did, yeah. he, did he bump shoulders with Baker on purpose? You know, all the shit that mm-hmm. comes with right. Odell. That don't, yeah, and not him. Like we've always said, it's not him. It's well, not sometimes me. it's him. Yeah, but <laughs> we, I think we've come to an agreement where we say a lot of it's not him. A lot of it's not Baker. Sometimes it just don't work. And like you said, you know, and I'm gonna oh, make the, that. I'll, I'll make like the, the point on this attention. day, you know, you know, unfortunately, but uh, you know, it's 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 you know, it's like he's like Trump. Oh, no, no matter what, the attention's going to be there. You're going to get the negative attention because of who he is, you know. Yeah. So, not today, man. Not today. <laughs> God, it's a bad day. So let's tune in uh, now, folks. Free speech is dying. Sorry, I had to get that in there. <laughs> let's uh, let's jump to the off season though. So. 
You got a, uh, I'm sure you got a wish list. I don't know if we've hit the Bengals wish list for you yet, but I think you've had the chance to look over the, the, the free agents here. Yeah, I started doing that uh, November or so. <laughs> so what do you, what would you like to see? Like, you know, a, a team that, what did you guys win, four games this year? You know, you do have a lot of holes, but you know you're keeping your coach. You know you your quarterback's uh. coming back. We believe that this is the quarterback of the future. You know, we believe he's going to be healthy. We believe – that uh, you know he's going to start the you know year out, uh, you know week one hopefully. As, it's looking yeah. as, as the starting quarterback. Um, you you guys have a lot of uh, defense um, corners. Uh, Kenzie Alexander, you know, um, G- you know Gino's not going to be there. You know pro- AJ's probably not going to be there. So you know you have a lot of pieces that are now gone. Uh, you know to free agency. Um, you know you have a line that you guys have to hit on. Um, what what do you think? Like what what should the Bengals do from here? Who would you like to see them get, uh, e- either draft or via free agency? Well, if you're the GM, what are you doing? If I'm the GM, I'm gonna pour myself a stiff drink because I work for Mike Brown. Liquor, um, <laughs> something bleach. Um, <laughs> but my so my wish list first item was a new head coach. That didn't happen. Now I will say. Somehow Brian Dayball and Eric Bieniemy don't have jobs yet. We can maybe touch on that later. So I, Mike Brown could still call Zach Taylor and be like, "Hey man, you know that press release? Yeah, just kidding. Call Brian Dayball." But um, assuming <laughs> man, that it's Brian Dayball, Burrow, holy hell! No, dude, it's it's, it's going to be. Terrible. How's he not a head coach yet? Or Bieniemy, dude? I don't I don't get crazy. it. Crazy. Um, but but so moving on from that part of my wish list that I already know I didn't get, it's it's offensive line. It's offensive line. It's offensive line. Some of the top free agent offensive linemen that are out there right now, Brandon Sheriff from uh, the Washington football team, he kind of scares me a little bit. He, he misses a lot of time. He's, he's getting a little up there. Um, Joe Tooney, who I've been big on. Uh, Russell Okung's out there. Trent Williams is out Trent there. Williams is old. Russell Okung's um, old. Yeah. Uh, Corey Lindsley is there. Alex Max there. He's a little bit up there. Cameron Fleming. Uh, Alejandro Villanueva from Pittsburgh. Lane Taylor from the Packers. Cameron Irving from the Cowboys. Cameron Irving, former Brown. Um, cracking the top ten, um, sign all of those guys, <laughs> every one of them. You can't do that. So realistically, <laughs> realistically though, no. But um, I think Tooney would be great at guard. He can come home. All the stuff. Still sticking by your Tooney's going to be there because I've seen you on Twitter. It said, "Look, my source says if the money is right, Joe Tooney would welcome coming back home to Cincinnati. It's on the Bengals to make the money right." So I, I, I don't know. Um, but, but I have it on high authority from somebody that has a personal connection to the Tooney family. If the money is right, he will wear stripes next year. So just make the money right. Cut the fucking check. You got to, right? You got to you go spend $120 million on the offensive line. And, and I know, yeah, and you, you've said it at times, you know, like, well, they need tackles. They don't need guards. I, I like quitting Spain. They need tackles worst first and foremost yeah tackles I, fuck yeah I bobby agree. hart they can get out of his contract for nothing or very little money they should fucking send him to fucking slovenia um quentin spain i like him i, I like quentin spain enough for him to stay at, as a guard next year i think he played well enough i think it was a good signing um he had the the covid you know protocol shit that he had to go through so it took him a while to get in there i like him you want to start him at right guard fine Left side of the line, though, put Tooney at the left guard, and 
ideally, Penny Sewell is there at five. I'm seeing a lot of mocks that have him there. still there. I'm thinking at he might five. get there. Yeah, I'm starting to think he might get there too. So if if I'm the GM of the Bengals, a sweet, we finally have a GM. Um, but but I, let's pretend I'm Duke Tobin, who acts as the GM for a lot of things. If in April, Penny Sewell, it, the fourth pick is announced, and it's Justin Fields. Just just saying a name. As soon as they finish that sentence. Duke Tobin needs to pull his hamstring running <laughs> his draft card into whoever you hand it to. 100%. Penny Sewell, 10 years, offensive tackle, can't miss prospect. Right. I, I mean, everybody's saying it. Now, there's some other tackles that He's are climbing the Peyton up the Manning well. of, the, of the offensive line. I, I, I can't the, remember the, the can't last. can't miss. I can't remember the last time since maybe Joe Thomas that I've had – I've seen so much hype around an offensive yeah, tackle. I, I think I think you're right. I think the last one that I've seen actually like hype, like fuck, this dude's gonna be great, is Joe Thomas. And look and what you got out of him. Dude, <laughs> ten years of straight fuck, ten Pro Bowls. So eleven thousand straight snaps. And, and I shit. agree that uh, Penny Soul is the is, is the is the next thing of that. I agree. So I agree with you there. So I mean, so. This that's my ideal thing. You get Sewell at left tackle. You start him day one. You put Joe Tooney at at left guard and run and run it center. I want the Miamisburg, the pride of Miamisburg, the city where we are recording this podcast right here right now. I want them to get Josh Myers. I don't care if you got to trade up in the bottom of the first. <laughs> I've seen mocks with him going as high as twenty six. Um, interior linemen don't you know get love like that, um, but. If they could find a way to draft Josh Myers to play center. Now, Trey Hopkins is is, is – I, I, I wouldn't have been, you know, mortified if he started again next year, but he tore his ACL in the last game of the year. He's not going to be So there. you want Penny Sewell to be there at five, and then you want to either trade up or sit there and hope that Josh is there at the beginning of the second. Or even in the bottom of the first. Why not? Make a move. Yeah, we, get that fifth-year option if he turns out to be – We I, always talk I, about that. Dude, I, and maybe I'm a homer. I mean, I'm not a Buckeye. but no, maybe Josh I'm, is going to be good, Maybe man. I'm a homer because he he's works. from Miamisburg. And he works. I, I met him at a fucking – you know, I, I coach and shit. I met him at a coaching clinic when he was like 17. I was like looking up at him. I'm like, dude. I'm a fucking grown man. <laughs> Don't hit me. But um, – and then, you know, you want to keep Spain at the right guard. That's fine. And I think you put Jonah at right tackle where he played in yeah. college. And you just revamped your whole entire offensive line. Um, I, and Jonah didn't do a lot last year to inspire a ton in me, but I'm also not out on him either. You know, right? Um, no, no. He he just isn't a good left tackle. I I think, in my opinion, I've seen enough of him at left tackle to say he's not a left tackle. He's just because he, you know, a lot of a lot of people, um. A lot of linemen are more comfortable on the right side than they are the left side. It's you know, it's you're changing up everything from on your legs, you know, right. from your your kickback to to the way you block to the way you put. You know, it's just everything. And I just think, in my opinion, from what I've seen, they need to get Jonah back to the right side, or he's just he's not going to have a good career because I don't think he's a left tackle. I think he's too. I, I feel like he's too slow. Like he gets beat too much. Yeah, and so. Y- you give him a shot there, but then you you get some solid depth too. You know you don't you don't make that line happen and then call it a day. Get some solid depth. You're not going to get a top tier guy that wants to start or anything, but get some solid guys that can step in like a Kendall Lamb did for for Cleveland, mm-hmm. right? Or yeah. is that the right guy? Yeah, um, they had a couple. Chris, Hub- Chris Hubbard, Kendall yeah, the, Lamb, Nick Harris. Yeah, you need guys you like de- that you on got, your team. Yeah, you got depth. Maybe a BJ Finney can be that. He never really played. Yeah. Um, well, it's Hubbard can play left tackle, right tackle, yeah. left guard, right guard, and. I mean, Finney might be gone though. I think they could save three million bucks if they cut him. But 
I mean, at three million, keep him. Yeah, guys like that because he can play. He can play center guard or left guard or right guard. Yeah, right? he can play maybe even tackle. I guess in a pinch. Um, so you know, keep guys like that. Um, backfield, I think, is um, probably going to be set. I think Joe Mixon's going to be your main back. Hopefully, he's back healthy. Um, Travion Williams will probably be your second back. I think they move on from Gio Bernard this year. Um, just due to the fact that they can save five million dollars. Now, it wouldn't shock me if they maybe rework his deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's been pretty loyal to the Cincinnati uh, organization. I think he likes it. I don't even know if they want him to rework it. Just the way they work. Just the way Mike Brown to me gets. I've always said he's real loyal to these guys. That's if, true. If they want to be there, he'll pay them. That, if yeah, you're already true. in the contract, yeah. You know, I don't think they'll. Just in my opinion, I think I don't even think there'll be a reconstructure. I think that if they if if Gio wants to be there. And uh, they, you know, if Gio wants to be there and they don't, they won't reconstructure it or anything. I think that he'll play for the five million dollars. Maybe, but they gotta get out of that mindset, right? Especially right now. We we talk all the time about the window that you have with your rookie quarterback. If you really think he's the guy, you gotta pounce on that window. You can't. Yeah. You, you can't pay Gio five million because you, you really that like small him. Window. You have a very small window. Um. So, but I. I mean. I think the backfield is fairly set. I think every team's going to pick up a running back somewhere in the third, fourth, you know, some kind of round uh, for depth purposes. But I think you're set there. Um, receiver, um, you know, unfortunately, um, AJ Green's time in Cincinnati is going to come to an end, and and, and I, I, I th- it wouldn't shock me if they paid him not a ton of money, but mm-hmm. they paid him he's something. And he stayed, I don't but, think he wants to be there. I, I think that he will move on. Um, so assuming that he's gone, you got um, T. Higgins on the outside, uh, Tyler Boyd, very underrated, one of the best slot receivers in the game. Um, do you find a guy in the in the second round? Maybe, but They're, in, if, well, they could be thinking first round, right? They might be thinking of Devonte Smith or a, a Chasen, or they better not take Jamar Chase or Devonte Smith if Penny Sewell's on the fucking board, unless they have already spent. $120 million on an offensive right. line. Right. Um, and even then, if they did, I think you take Kyle Pitts I, I, yeah. as high as five. I've been saying you uh, – Burrow was really good with uh, what's the tight end down there. Thad Moss. Why don't you go sign him? What the fuck happened Yeah, I, I think that Pitt, Kyle Pitts from Florida – I just, dude, that that that's money to me, and I you. But I've been saying that I was on Ertz, and I was on yeah. all these big tight ends. I just feel like well, those big time tight ends make it a lot easier. Don't 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 sleep on that because Ertz is a free agent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could still Sign be there. That, that could still I was be there. To that I could still um, be there. So so what you want to see? The biggest thing for you is hey, fix this offensive line. From there, number do one. your thing. Just fix yeah. the offensive line. And then, you know, you look at the free agent class for receivers. There's some guys out there. They're not going to pay the top guys, but do you maybe bring a Marvin Jones back, you know, for the right price? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I like you got, that. You know, a Sammy Watkins is getting a little bit older. He might not want as much money. He might not be as good. T.Y. Hilton's out there. So there's some guys that they can maybe pick I like up. The Mar- I like the Marvin Jones there. I, 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 yeah, good I route runner. Just Yeah, put him on the other side yeah. and, and run with that. He's he still got the Auden Tate coming back. Um, if he can stay healthy, but John Ross is gone. Uh, but yeah, so that's it on the offensive side. And then you know, if if that's how it plays out, it should be a pretty damn good offense. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think Burrow, if back healthy, and and judging from what Carson Palmer is saying, 
um, judging by what, by what Burrow's been saying and the doctor's been saying, it's looking good. Uh, for him to start week one, uh, and then you don't want to rush out there, though. You know, they no. do, you know they want to make sure that 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 knee is a hundred percent before they put him back out on the football. Well, field. that's the problem. The Bengals medical staff is known to mismanage injuries very badly. So all of this good stuff coming out, you know, I, I watched his first interview back with the Bengals. It was about twenty minutes long. Great interview. Said all the right things. He's grinding. He's working. Blah blah blah. That's all well and good, but the Bengals medical staff has been known to fuck injuries up. <laughs> And um, just quickly, I'll hit on defense. I know I, I can ramble about this for a while, but um, uh, see what you got in Trey Waynes. Hopefully he's back healthy. I'd like Mackenzie Alexander to be re-signed. Um, I'd like Carl Lawson to be re-signed. I think that should be probably the number one priority on that side of the ball. Um, William Jackson, I'd like to see him come back, but uh, he's not. he shouldn't get top corner money. Sean Williams gone too? Um, yeah, uh, he. I mean, he played special teams and shit. Yeah. I think he makes about $5 bucks a year if they've got an out. I mean – Got it. You got it. Yeah, no, you got to get away from that. No yeah. harm, no foul, man. Sorry, it didn't work out. But Von Bell came in and he took his yeah, spot. He led right. the team in tackles. You got and, Von Bell and Jesse Bates back there. You don't have to spend five million on the backup. Yeah, Bates can play your center field, and they use Bell up in the box, close to the line of scrimmage. Sorry about it, Sean Williams. You got to go. Uh, Gino's probably going to go. That's going to suck, but it's time. I think it'll save him like nine million dollars if they do. Um, hopefully, Reader comes back healthy. I wouldn't mind looking into some um, some defensive tackle depth that that would be out there. Um, because you're not really going to be able to draft a ton of that. Um, but then, you know, you've got edge rusher. If you keep Lawson, you like Hubbard, you know, do you do you maybe get a little bit, you know, wild and, and try to see if you can get a Bud Dupree away from Pittsburgh or a Matt Judon from Baltimore? Um, you know, you got, you know, Tyrone Crawford out there that may be a little bit on the cheaper side. Uh, I'd like to see them maybe put some money into to the pass rush, um, but I don't think they're going to invest a ton there. So, I mean, they're not – they have the cap space. I, they rolled over $31 million from last year. I think they've got the ability to create like 30-some million more if they cut the right contracts. Um, so the money's there. Now, are we going to see a repeat of last year where you're like, holy shit, the Bengals spent you know $150 million, or is it going to be more of the same and nothing happens? I don't know, but that's my plan to fix La- the Bengals. Last thing on the Bengals for me is I worry about them with the top-tier guys. Are they, go- are they going to be the highest bidder for Joe Tooney? Are they going to be the highest bidder for Trent Williams? Are, you know, are, are, are they going to go get you know, the, you know, the highest tackle, the highest guard, the highest center? Are they, going to, are they willing to pay that money? Um, now I don't think they, you overpay Trent Williams, but they need to understand that being in the situation they are, they're going you gotta to have do it, to overpay. Right? You got to look at what the Browns did with Conklin last yeah. year, and you got to show them the money and be like, okay, I'm, I'm going here because this is the best for me financially. This is the best for my family. Like all the money's right here, the most right. guaranteed, the most whatever right here. That's that's the way that they got to go, and they got to do that with a couple guys. And structure the deal right, too, because Conklin's – deal is structured to where i think he'll at free agency again to get a chance to get paid again at like yeah. 28 yeah. or something yeah. Um, yeah that was probably attractive to him all this money and i could still cash out again and 28 yeah yeah exactly um on the browns here i'm i i don't have to go into big no offense i don't have to go into that big spiel because yeah <laughs> we're, you know, be short, we're, we're, we're a playoff team uh you know one of the final eight uh eight teams left here so we you know we, there are guys hitting free agency richard higgins David and Joku on the offensive side. I would like them to see at, at least get Rashard Higgins back. I think you can get him for anywhere between three to five million, whether that's you know two, three years, um, however you want to do it. I do think Njoku's probably gone just because we have so many tight ends and the the way we use our tight ends. I would like to see him come back because David and Joku become a great blocker. By the way, I think that would be great for a great get for the Bengals. David and Joku is a fucking baller, dude. Yeah, and bring that big ass. 
frame that you got <laughs> down and just box people and out he, in the red he, zone. Dude, he learned how he, he learned how to go up and go well, he knew how to go up and get the ball. He can fucking block great now. He became one of our best blockers, you know, as far as the tight ends win. That's why he was on the field a lot. Um so if you can bring Njoku back, great. I would love that. I would I you know, I would hate to lose him. But you're probably in a scenario where you got a lot of linebackers. You just got Harrison Bryant. Um, you know, like I said, you got Odell coming back, it sounds like, and Rashard Higgins. So it seems like you're probably set at receiver, but I don't believe so. Um, Baker Mayfield has one of the biggest arms in the league. Obviously, we know Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson can all throw the ball fucking 80 fucking yards. You know, Baker can get it probably about 70. He's got a bigger arm. We need a guy that can stretch the field. Um, so if the Bengals release, like, maybe a John Ross who, hey, you're coming in, all the thing that we want you to do is run down the fucking field. Run straight. And, 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 and catch a fade route. Um, if not, I would love to see him uh, bring back Brashard Pierman. Um, he, Ross outruns his he, ligaments, though. Just he's, Rashard Pierman was just fucking great uh, with Baker, you know, um, with with Freddie Bathrooms there, and was you know was the deep guy. Hey, go! I'm throwing it in the. I'm throwing it deep, throwing it over your head. You just run underneath it and go get it. So I would I would really like she, to see them bring Rashad Pierman back. I think he would get some playing time. That being said, maybe Donovan People Jones can end up being that deep threat. It seems like he is the deep threat. He's the you know the one catching the long balls in the Kansas City game and the Titans game, and he's only a rookie. I, I think I think he's going to end up being one of the biggest, um, uh, what is it? What do you call those sleepers? Sleepers, steel sleepers. That was in the draft last year. Donovan People Jones is nice, man. I said that to you in Austin when he got drafted before, because you guys are like, oh, okay, DPJ, that'd be cool. I'm like, no, like you guys are getting a steal. He just never had a quarterback. Yeah. I, th- I think he could be too. Um, but Perriman was he was going to stick around in Cleveland until they got Odell. Yeah, and then he <laughs> then he wanted out. Um, obviously, we know where the Browns are bad at, and that's on the de- defensive side of the ball. It's mainly in the secondary. But with that being said, we just talked about how you get Grant Delpit back, you get Grady Williams back next year. Um, on the on the defensive line, you. Have have to find somebody opposite of Miles Garrett to go get the quarterback. Uh, Olivier Vernon um, just had that big injury, tore uh, tore his Achilles. Yeah, tore his Achilles. You're looking at a nine month injury. Um, you're looking at an older guy who the Browns are probably going to let go. Probably the the smart decision they got a um, Curtis Weaver uh, coming. You know, off of uh, coming back next year. He was a rookie this year. Didn't get to play because of an injury. Um, but right there, how about a Von Miller? You know, if Von Miller can get out of these charges, and you put Von Miller on the opposite side of of Miles Garrett, if you if you don't, if you you know you want to you want to get somebody else that can that can give you production, how about some how about Leonard Williams from the from the Giants? Uh, you know, great season this year, definitely going to earn himself some money. Yeah. Um, sure. In my opinion, the biggest the the biggest spot for the Browns is the linebacker position. Um, how about uh, a Levante David? You know, from the Bucks, one of the uh, 26, one of the top premier linebackers in the league. Um, like I said, you know, you can fix it up on the on the defense, you know, on the backside there if you want to go get another corner for depth. You want to, you know, because you got Ronnie Harrison who was a steal from the Jags for like, oh, I forget, I think it was a fifth or a sixth round pick. Um, yeah. Carl Joseph is going to be gone. I'd like to see, if you plan on if you plan on playing nickel like Joe Woods did a lot this year, I would love to have Delpit, Harrison, and Carl Joseph all on the field. I would like to see them get Joseph back. Um, plus the dude at the end of the season was killing it. Um, but I think the biggest thing is is because you got dude you got the you got all all eight linemen offensive linemen coming back. You don't have to pay them; they're already under contract. So that's including the depth. Um, yeah, it's nice to have. We don't have. Yeah, that. you know, you got your two your two running backs are locked up. Your quarter your quarterback you don't have to pay for another year. 
Um, you know, the, so offensive side is just already taken care of. You're going to get a lot of lot of what you got last year. Besides, you're getting Odell back potentially, and then maybe you add another receiver to to take the top off. So, comes back to the defense. So I think the biggest thing is getting someone opposite of uh, Miles Garrett. You get you some linebackers. You got the 26th pick in the draft. Um, maybe that's where you take the best linebacker available. Maybe you move up. I, you know, not a whole lot going on there. You know, so. I think it's for with with the Browns a lot of just a, another year of the system. Now it's engraved in the back of your head, and mainly they're resigning guys. They a lot of their money's going to go in resigning guys, and 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 just picking pieces here and there that you have to make better. So hopefully the defense is better. If you can get you can get a top ten defense to go with that offense, you're you're gonna you're gonna be a problem. You're gonna be a problem next year. Yeah, they're they're not far off. Like you said, some money spent in the right places. You hit on some guys. Uh, it, it could get even better. Like I had said uh, you know, to you after the game on Sunday, I was like, man, they're going to go into year two of this system, and you, you could expect them to be the same or if not better. So they're, they're not far off. Unfortunately, uh, I have a much bigger rebuild to hope for that probably isn't going to happen. Um, and and that, that brings up a, a question that was sent in from, uh, from Jake. He said um, Dave Lapham was on record. I, I should have hit on this when I was on the Bengals. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about this, so I'm glad you're bringing it up. Yeah, Lapham was on record saying that the Bengals um, don't value interior offensive linemen and uh, that you shouldn't expect them to, to spend a lot of money there, and that's the Joe Tooney area. Um, and my reply to him was I was like, well, Lapham is, is a hired gun. He's, he's a Bengals in-house media guy. Um, you know, he, he calls the games on the radio, which I love to listen to. I like Dave Lapham a lot. But but you have to understand that things that he's saying are put out there because the Bengals want them to be out there. He's like Jeff Hobson. Um, so hearing that, I think two things. The, the, the logical part of me is like, well, that's probably true. Like, that's why probably would he be putting it out there, yeah. But then the little, like, conspiracy theorist side of me that, that comes out, I'm like, wait. Is that a smokescreen? Right. Are they trying to fucking keep the market low? You know, yeah. I don't know. Um, so I would expect that to not be the case. You know, the 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 off season plan that I came up with is my off season plan. Um, their off season plan is probably very different than that. I, like I said, you know, I, I have it on high authority that we can get Thuney, Tooney, excuse me, if the money's right. But they got to make the money right. And and he he he's like, so what do you think about that? I was like, well, it's one of two things, man. He's he's a, he's an in house guy, so either that's the truth or they want it out there that it's not for whatever reason. So we'll have to see. Can how I, that can plays let me out. let me just jump into that real quick. I was playing Warzone with Austin, and we got we got to talking about the yeah because you don't have to fucking work <laughs> quarantine. <laughs> so so me and Austin the the bingo subject got brought up right. And I actually, I was talking to Jake about this, and I think I've talked about it to you like this. Listen, you know, because I've seen a lot of Bengals fans were heated on Twitter, you know, when that when that came out. If if they can sit back and look at that line, and think that they're going to throw Joe Burrow behind that line, they don't deserve any fans. And this, I mean, this <laughs> is where this is where you should jump off the fucking the wagon. But I don't believe that that's the case. They they know. Listen, there's a reason. And this was my reply to 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 Austin. We were talking about it. There's a reason they signed every fucking guard that hit the waiver wire that got <laughs> released. They know the problem. They know that the offensive line is the biggest problem. It was good they, to see that. At least they know they know they got a special piece, a could be special piece if they don't get him murdered. And yeah. Joe Burrow. They He's they they know. How much he's going to mean to that organization? They know that they need him for that, for them to even win games. 
Um, so in my opinion, they see it. They're going to try and fix it. My biggest thing with the Bengals is do they do they do they go get the top tier guys that you're going to need? You, you know, you have to go spend the money. You if Joe Tooney if Joe Joe Tooney is the best offensive lineman in free agency, and that's what they believe, and they value him as the as the highest graded offensive lineman available, then go fucking pay him. Pay him like there, it. There's there's no reason to wait on a, a tier two, a tier three, or a tier a tier two or two two tier three player alignment. And wait and get him because you can get that person cheaper over the better player. No, and it can't, can't get much worse that. anyway. You cannot do that if you're them. It can't get much much worse than the Bengals have been the last two years anyway. Two wins and four wins. So what? You still suck and you wasted money? Then I'll be like, well, you're kind of like Jerry Jones, you know? Like, you spent a bunch of fucking money, but you were trying. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but I you, said Jerry uh, Jones is Mike Brown with a Gucci belt. <laughs> but you can't you, – you, as fans, you can't let them get away. With going and getting the tier three guy. No, not no. That's no. that's saying, for teams no, like we, the Browns. That we we well from a lineman perspective, yeah, Browns like, have all tier. I mean, well, yeah, you know every fucking lineman, left tackle, left guard, center, right guard, right tackle. They are fucking the the bad, some of the best. I'm saying a playoff team yeah. in general can get the second, third yeah. tier guy in a position and not matter so much. You have to go get. You have to protect this man, like. If you, you, behind Burrow, the number one guy that needs paid, well, and Jesse Bates, um, you have got to pay this offensive line. Absolutely. You have got to get the top offensive line that you can get in there. I don't care if you get a, if you fucking go get who you think is the best tier one left tackle, and Penny Sewell is still on the board at five. Go fucking get him. Take them both. Just the the offensive line is everything. The offensive line is literally everything. In, in the NFL, and I think that the Bengals, I think that they will. I think that God, I, hope I think right, they're going to make don't. a splash. <laughs> I think they're going to make a splash and get one of these top guys. I just, it, But in my opinion, it has to be more than the one. You can't settle for, okay, well, we got him, so we can just. Yeah, you can't sign Tooney and say we don't got, need Sewell anymore. You got two sides of the football, you know what I'm saying? So they see it. I think, I think that they'll get one guy. What worries me is. The second, third, and fourth guy because you need all five. And and the last thing I'll mention on that is um, I, I meant to hit on it earlier. I think that they did a great job um, with bringing back Frank Pollock. Um, he was there in 2018, uh, Joe Mixon's best season as a pro. Joe Mixon was all over Twitter, loved it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, apparently players just love this guy because he's going to be the running game coordinator yeah. too. Um, and, and that had Mixon hyped up. Um, so I think that they did a good job. They didn't just hire another one of Zach Taylor's buddies or, well, or or anything like that. They hired a guy that had proven success with a lot of those players, and it seems like the guys in the locker room love him. So, not, and not only that, not not only that. What's nice to see is the fact that it's almost like okay, we admit we're wrong. Right. We should have kept him. Right. So let's go. Let's let's bring go him get him. Let's bring him back. So right there, that's you know you gotta you know hopefully Zach Taylor is for your guys' sake is the guy. And and he and he gets the right coordinators coordinators around him. Well, and I've said it, you know, for the year we've been doing this show that Frank Pollock should have never left. So yeah, I'm glad they realized it. So there are some things to be encouraged about. I still don't trust Zach Taylor as a head coach. I'm hoping that they can get the protection for Burrow so Burrow can help overcome some of that shit. But that's hey, right my here, dream right, right here, real quick, is a good time. What is the key word? I was getting ready and, to and, and, and tell them and tell them what they get. I was getting ready to. So so for our fiftieth anniversary fiftieth episode celebration and uh, and us crossing the the one year anniversary of doing this podcast the first person to message me or chad or any of our uh, locker room talk preferably 
our our locker room talk social media, your LRT yeah, Uncut, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So preferably to 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 the locker room talk Uncut Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. The first person to tell us the the team that Chad and I actually agree on, mm-hmm. um, which is the Duke Blue Devils. So if you send me the words Duke Blue Devils. Before anybody else, I will get you a free Locker Room Talk Uncut t-shirt. You can tell me the color you want. Um, I'll order the shirt as soon as we talk about it, and I'll get to print it on you, and I'll get it to you as soon as possible. Uh, Printing it right upstairs, like I said, my basement made right here in the USA, Miamisburg, Ohio. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Duke Blue Devils is the key word that we mentioned at the beginning of the show. Get that to us. Be first. Get a free t-shirt. Big weekend, big, 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 well, big Saturday for us coming up here. We, we, uh, we, like, you know, we all get together and we watch the UFC fights together. Uh, doing the play when that, when the uh, pandemic first started, UFC's what kept us afloat with all the sports and Alive. shit. So we, yeah, we, we really enjoy all getting together, having a few drinks and, Honestly, it's just the fellas. You know, there ain't women around or nothing like that. Uh, but having a few drinks and, and watching people get beat up. So, uh, the uh, Conor McGregor is fighting again this weekend against Dustin Poirier, um, and it's going to be fucking fireworks. We've all been waiting for uh, the next Conor McGregor fight here. Um, I thought he retired like four times. That's just that's just his way of getting more <laughs> money, I think. So, Drew Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. Do I even have to ask you who you're going with? Well, and, and we got that question from Jake for this week, too. I posted up, asked for questions. He sent us a few. He said, uh, you know, who you got, Dustin or Connor? And uh, you know, do you think they stand and bang, or uh, do you think that Dustin will try to wrestle with him? Um, he's going to stand and bang with him. I think he's going to try to stand and bang with him because I think he wants to prove the point that he can. Um, and with that being, I think, the strategy that Poirier is going to take in, I got Connor. Um, I think I got Connor pretty quick Connor you know as you know Connor likes to call his shots Connor said that he's going to knock out Dustin Poirier within 90 seconds Yeah, inside 90 seconds that's the first round um I'm rocking with Connor almost um the only time that I'm like questioning if I want Connor to win or not is when he's fighting Nate Diaz because <laughs> yeah, the reason that I like them both so much is just they just don't give a fuck <laughs> they don't give a single fuck about anything they'll smoke weed at their press conferences and throw cans at each other Connor will hop on a plane from fucking Ireland because somebody was fucking with his boy and come throw shit through a bus he don't give a fuck <laughs> I like them both but but in this one I'm, I, I gotta go with Connor man I think he's coming back with uh with a vintage dude he looks to be in phenomenal oh, shape dude, that dude is fucking I mean big man the big so so give give me connor um before i give my prediction i just want to talk about the co- uh, not the co-main event but uh um yeah i yeah the, the 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 co-main event dan hooker and michael chandler uh michael chandler making his ufc uh debut and this dude is fucking for real and dan him and dan hooker are going to bang dude um khabib came out and said hey somebody I might not retire. Somebody come out, put on a show, and impress me. They did a whole lot with Khabib. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they were, like, hyphen it up like Khabib was making this big decision, and then it was like, so what we found out is Khabib will make a decision at some point. Yeah, which he's going <laughs> to fight again. He wants to go yeah. for that 30 and though. For his dad. Uh, I just wanted to shout out that uh, co-main event there just because I think that's going to be a banger. I'm going with the hooker. <laughs> no, I'm going Michael Chandler all the way. He's, he's a bad motherfucker. Um so with Khabib saying what he said, you know, somebody impressed me uh, with uh, Connor saying, hey, I'm going to win in 90 seconds. Um, me thinking I know Dustin Poirier the way that I do, 
he is going to want to prove and show that because he, he does have fucking hands. He's going to say, hey, I can stand up and I can bang with this guy. Um, you know, I think that Conor McGregor gets this over quick. I think this is a first round TKO. I think you're going to see the best of Conor McGregor. It was kind of suck, though, because it's like that was like 65 bucks. <laughs> hey, well, hey, bucks. Austin's paying for it. So, oh, yeah, fuck it. Then. <laughs> but, uh, I think Connor gets it over quick. I think that we end up fine. I think we do end up getting McGregor and Habib again. And Connor's talking about how he has the recipe and you know how he, you know how he learned big time from that first one and how he's a completely different person and a different fighter. And I, I just want to see it again, just because the more Connor talks, the more I want to watch and listen. So yeah, dude, they had a fucking melee in the ring after the last. Fight. Like, <laughs> yeah. I want to see part two of that. So I think I, I do think I think Connor gets this one over quick. Um, Poirier, you know they fought before, right? So, so this is their actually their second fight. Connor, Connor TKO'd him when they were younger, uh, in the in the in the first round. I'm as like well. a new UFC, guy yeah. In the last yeah. couple of years, so, I used to just like watch him, but now I like watch the press conferences and shit a little bit. More. So, so yeah, so Connor knocked him out inside the first round, of the last fight. They're both bigger. Um, the Connor's he, he's gotten, in my opinion, he's gotten way better. They're fucking huge. Yeah, I I just. I, I want to see it now. I'm now I'm interested in Connor and Khabib again, and just because it went four rounds, you know, the yeah, last fight yeah. went four rounds. So I definitely want to Khabib's see Khabib. Usually, it's over and, and and done quick. So I, I'm excited. I'm excited for this weekend. Um, I'm yeah, on got, Team McGregor. And after that same night, we we'll probably be watching the conclusion of what the NFC Championship on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the AFC Championship on Sunday. So uh, looking at. Uh, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady, man. You know, week six, the Bucks won thirty six to ten over. Thrashed them. Um, they're in Lam. They're you know they're in Lambeau in the cold now. I. Brady's used to the cold though. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Brady. I, I hate going. And you guys know what I think. I think Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback ever. But I'm I'm going with Green Bay in this one. I'm going with Tampa Tom, and I'm riding. Dude, Tom Brady was born in a manger. <laughs> All right. Not just because he's a Michigan guy, but that does help his case. That's why you're picking him. He's a Michigan guy. Well, I've always been a Brady fan. And, and You're trying to hang on to everything Michigan as you can right now. Hey, dude, so bad. Chad Henney was like the last good quarterback we had. <laughs> um, but no, not just because. I mean, I've, I was a Brady fan always, and I, I guess probably the Michigan thing has a lot to do with it. But I, as good as Rodgers is playing, as great as Devontae Adams is, as good as Aaron Jones has looked, um, I don't know, man. <laughs> Something just tells me Tom's not going out like that. Like he, mm-hmm. he's he he's in Tampa, and you look at it. Uh, I saw a stat; it was pretty cool. Um, since I think 1997, uh, 24 years have passed. Um, maybe the year is wrong. I'm not good at math. I went to West Carrollton, but anyway, the, the stat was 24 years. In the last 24 years, Tom Brady has been to an NFC Championship game one time. The Dallas Cowboys have been to one zero. And the number of seasons that Tom Brady has been in the NFC is one. And the number of seasons that the Cowboys have been in the NFC since then is 24. Um, that's fucking wild. But I don't know, man. Um, Green Bay's defense I mean, isn't great. Yeah. Um, I don't I, I, I'm just still not at the point where I want to bet against Tom Brady. I just no, can't. I, I, fuck, I as get much it. as I like Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of weapons there too. I think that AB's coming along. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think the Bucks have more talent over there. I just think that the Packers are more well put together, um, and I think that that 36 to 10 is going to be sitting in the back of their head. I think it's at Lambeau. Um, they're going to be. There was some fans there last time, so I think it's going to be that. You know, it's going to be going to be roaring. 
I like Devontae Adams. I like Aaron Jones. I uh, the, the defense is playing better. I think that uh, the Packers get it done. Yeah, I, I don't know if I got like a score prediction. I think it's close. I, I think, think it's, it's a close, close game. Yeah, close game. Uh, but I, I, you know, something tells me Tom's gonna get the ball back late in the game and, and have a chance to go do what Tom Brady does. Or Aaron gets the ball up. back late in the game. Yeah, and he's at the forty-five on the other side of the field. He can throw the motherfucker into the end zone. So, <laughs> um, but the, so you got the two old guys uh, battling it out, and then you go to the AFC on Sunday, and it's just the fucking young guns, man. Uh-huh. Brandon Allen versus maybe Patrick Mahomes. You said, uh, you said Brandon Allen. Oh my god, I did say Brandon. <laughs> Allen. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon, you're not there. Josh Allen. <laughs> Josh Brandon I, Allen, what the fuck happened? I, I called my shot. I called my shot last week, so I got to stick with it. I, you know, I, you said I, the Bills are winning. I think, I think the Bills are. I think the Bills win this game. Um, I, don't get me wrong. I th- obviously, we know the Chiefs are great, but I, I'm going to stick with what I said. The, the, as you seen on Saturday night, the uh, the Bills have a very fast defense. They held the Ravens to three. I know that. It's two complete, two completely different defenses. I know the Ravens run the or offenses. The Ravens run the ball. The, the you know the Chiefs are going to score. Um, it's just that the the Buffalo defense is smaller because they are a lot faster. They are one of the faster defenses, and with those fast guys in uh, and uh, Kansas City, they're going to have to be able to keep up. So, and I think that uh, you know Josh Allen is. You know, like Pat Mahomes, I think he's right under Pat Mahomes. I uh, like Stefan Diggs here, his matchup. Uh, the Honey Badger is going to be tough to beat over top. <sighs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bills here. Well, my prediction is easy if Pat Mahomes doesn't play. Um, well, yeah. But we 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 talked about this after the game and throughout the week. I think the NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the I'm doing air quotes with my fingers here. The independent doctors that they have running their uh, concussion protocol are all going to make sure that Pat Mahomes starts that Fuck game. Yeah, <laughs> Fuck um, yeah. So, you know, in the event that Chad Henney were to start, give me the bills by a good amount. Um, but with Pat Mahomes there, fully healthy Pat Mahomes, I personally cannot wait for that game. Yeah, um, that, it, I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited for, for the Brady and and, uh, and and Rogers game. Don't get me wrong. It's nostalgia. It's good. I think it'll be a great game. But this these two young guns going at it, slinging the ball around, um, really excites me. I'm going to go with the Chiefs by three to six. I, I think the Chiefs. Oh, I thought you were saying six to three is the score. I was like, what? No, 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 no. I'm saying the Chiefs win by six or three points, uh, somewhere in that range. I could see it. Um, I like Josh Allen a lot. I think Josh Allen's made huge strides. Um, you know, he did some real dumb shit in the playoff game last yeah. year, and he was he was, he was young. Brian yeah. Dayball's coached him right where he needs to be right now. Yeah, he was young, and so you know, you give him a pass for that. But I think he's made great strides. I think Buffalo's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. Um, but hopefully Brian Dayball for their sake's not going anywhere. It doesn't look like he is. Um, but the speed of the Chiefs and and and, and Andy Reid. Um, give, give me the Chiefs. Um, but yeah, dude, what the? Why is Brian Dayball not have a job? Like they're running. I, I, Detroit just Bennett. hired some fucking yeah, I, 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 tight end coach or linebacker yeah, or they, some they shit. Keep, it's like I keep telling you, these guys keep going after these defensive guys. And now, I and I did want to hit on this: the uh, the New York Jets get Robert Saleh, and I think that is just a great signing. You know, and I've talked about being the defensive guy, but I think that 
Robert Saleh is is a is a culture changer, and I think that's what the Jets need bigger than anything. And and not only that, he brings uh, Mike Lafleur to run his offense. Great um, offensive coordinator. So Ryder. so so I really like what's going on there in New York. Now I think their next thing of business they need to do take that second pick, send it to Houston, and go to get Deshaun Watson. Give Houston whatever they whatever need. they whatever they want and pair that quarterback with that uh, offensive coordinator and that head coach. I, and I think that you're, you're, you're looking at an almost instant turnaround. I think it would be fucking great um, for, for, the, for the Jets. As much as I'd like to see Deshaun Watson go to the NFC, that's where I'd rather him go. Go to the NFC somewhere. I, I'll take anywhere but Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, and then on, <laughs> so my my top spots my top spots is the Saints and then and then Pittsburgh second, but I do think Miami's obviously on there. Um, Miami is an instant get, contender if they get. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I think so too. Um, yeah, so but kind of back there to to hit off the the end of that game. Now I would love to see a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes. Oh my god, that would be fucking just four hours. That that would be that'd be amazing. Surrounded but by chicken wings, dude. Even Pat Mahomes versus Josh Allen's about to be amazing, in my opinion. Oh so, sure, and Brady you know, Rodgers too. Yeah, but I for some reason I think the Bills squeaked this out. But I'm not mad if the Chiefs do. I don't I don't got a dog in the fight anymore. So whatever whatever's more entertaining. I think I mean a Mahomes Rogers Super Bowl would be super entertaining. I think I think a Mahomes Brady Super Bowl could be entertaining. I think a Josh Allen Rogers Super Bowl. Yeah, from here on out, that's <laughs> anything like, be entertaining. Yeah. It's gonna be hard to not have entertaining games. I like Buffalo. They just have the fans like Cleveland have, man. They've been waiting a long time for it. Yeah, dude, that that fan base went to four straight Super Bowls in the nineties and lost, dude. Yeah. That is you imagine like losing in the playoffs five years in a row like the Bengals, that sucked. But dude, losing in the Super Bowl four times in a row. Not getting one of them. God. Um um, and, and you know the Bengals and Bills had this like weird connection ever since uh, the Bengals beat Baltimore at the end of that year to send Buffalo to the playoffs and all the donations, and then they've made some trades together. So they're like you know they're like cousins of us. So I don't have any problem with the Bills winning yeah. either. But I I just think at the end of the day, I, it's, it's hard to go against Pat. It's hard, hard for me to bet against Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid too. Yeah, I, so, I yeah. agree. But uh, I mean, either way, it's just gonna be fucking fun. It's it's gonna be fun. Um, so you know, we got a lot of stuff to to look into there as um as we go through, and we'll we'll be back in here next week, of course, with uh with the breakdown of everything that has happened. Uh, don't forget the key word that we had stated uh back further in the episode. Uh, if you want to get that free T-shirt, send it to me. Um. And I'll, I'll print you up a shirt with our logo on it. I'll meet up with you. I'll send it to you. Whatever we got to do, no matter where you're from. Um, and uh, we we've got our Super Bowl bracket challenge going. Still, I'm still in it. Um, I'm third. I'm still in I'm it. Yeah. yeah. So if the so, Bills win, I'm going to be in it. In it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I didn't look, but I think you're probably one of the only ones that picked that. So uh, keep an eye on that if you entered. Um, we'll uh, we're going to have some probably some giveaways come up for the Super Bowl like we did last year. Some some stuff to come in. So uh, we got a lot of cool stuff planned. We're hoping to to take this thing up to a new level here in this new year. Um, we will be back in here next week. Drew Garrison, Chad Penroff signing off. Locker room talk uncut. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.